and welcome to the Tavka cast. I'm so sorry that we uh, had a had a weekly hiatus. We were we were away in Portland, um, um, flying high from Denver to Portland, uh, uh, enjoying the the sights and sounds of of, of the dizzyingly um, um, wet and moist Pacific Northwest. Uh, we have Gerard in here. We we hung out a bit at the con. We we partied in a room where there was skylight pizza. I will discuss. But yes, besides Gerard, we are also with the usual Matt Visual and Jimmy Belikov. How is everyone doing today? I'm doing pretty all right. How are you guys? Straight, straight. Hang straight. On. Yeah. I'm straight. uh stressed out as always, but you know hey. what's new. Oh no, Nothing. why are you stressed? Drugs help, Gerard. Is it related to video games? Tried? It sure is. <laughs> it definitely is about video games. I had to, uh, uh, tomorrow's video, which I think this will come out probably by then, uh, is on Five Nights at Freddy's sister location. And, and I had keep to keep making them. They sure do, Scott Goddamn Coffin. Uh, and sister location was probably the, one of the more stressful of the games I've played and uh, our because I was in Portland I forgot that I had to write the script for that episode and I've had to record the other TOBG podcast a bunch of let's play stuff my personal channel content uh, while working on this video and uh, it's Thursday meaning that uh, the video comes out in less than 24 hours and I haven't even right. half the script. And yeah. so all of us here are terrified and scared, but you know what? Let's rock and roll. I'm going to do it as I always do. Awesome. Well, that sounds exciting and also terrible. Yep. 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 <laughs> I'm, um, I'm feeling the crunch. I didn't get a review copy for Civ six until launch day, which was while I was in Portland. So when I more or less like got home on Monday, I had to start that aiming for a Thursday deadline, which didn't happen. Cause Civ takes like 20 hours to go through a single game. And I wanted to do like at least two. So I delayed my video a day It's coming out tomorrow. But after this, I have to like head straight to a coffee shop and finish that off. Cause I finished playing it literally before we started like 30 minutes before. Also hooray. <laughs> at least I'm busy. That's true. Yeah. Um, I've, I've been busy with nothing of my own stuff. Except for I did play one game that's kind of pertinent to to things that are about me, um, which is over in Portland, which is a retro game expo. So it's like a big vendor floor with a bunch of people selling stuff. We went up to this random booth that had a bunch of games and they're all designated by console type and whatever. And the, the box for the original DS games was just like just like a pile in a cardboard box. It was just like maybe like 100 DS games just kind of in there thrown in there so it was kind of so, like a garbage box right like a box of trash or you know something you would throw away or um you know refuse uh garbage so, stuff like that you know and my friend casey was with me and i was rummaging around through it and she just reached in and plucked out pirates <laughs> of the caribbean dead man's chest for the nintendo ds and i tried to play that on stream yesterday and man there's something great about like a game that's so bad that it's funny, but there's nothing great about a game that's bad just because it's like mediocre and there's nothing there's nothing like positive to say and also nothing to make fun of. It's just boring. And what kind really of genre sad. is it? Uh it's it's like the if if Assassin's Creed's combat was a genre, 
but if it was like the lowest tier version like the, oh. the bottom the bottom of the barrel in that genre mm. it was just like hallway fight two guys hallway fight two guys so and like a 3d brawler yeah on the like ds a, i bet it looks like ass actually that's the only positive note i have to say about it the graphics are like i mean as far as the ds goes they're like pretty solid uh 3d models were like clear able to make out what everything was the textures were all right um but other than that it was just really bad you just walk around hitting guys with your sword i did that for an hour and i was like well i feel like i've gotten everything i could possibly get out of this game uh so that that was about it because aside from portland i haven't been playing any games is there an overpowered counter button uh no the combat is like you have swing your sword you have kick you can pick up (laughs) you can pick up some like kick is supposed to be like the interrupt like when they're doing stuff but like enemies just have like iframes as soon as they start their swing animation so oh yeah so you can't it's interrupt really it. bad cool. no i mean like you can sometimes but you have to be a set distance away it's kind of like a link to the past where your sword has its own hitbox but your body doesn't like become an attack hitbox if they're like on top of you you know what i'm talking about yeah i think it's like that and it's really frustrating because you move really slow uh and the the only cool thing the only cool thing about the game was everybody has super moves i didn't unlock any other characters or anything but playing as jack his super move was <laughs> if i know this correctly and i think someone explained it to me in the chat at first i thought he goes full on like like ah oh god i don't even know what what an anime reference this is but like where a guy has like two pistols like fucking equilibrium you know like equilibrium where like they just shoot pistols in every direction and everybody dies yeah yeah. so so you activate your gun kata yeah that's what that that's what it reminded me of but then i look closer and someone in chat pointed out he shoots one bullet that ricochets around everywhere and and like a goofy jack sparrow thing and it basically (laughs) just hits everybody like for six hits around you so, so, so that his, was pretty cool. his advanced skill is that he's just really lucky. <laughs> yes. That's cute. That's kind of cute when you think about it's, it. But I right? bet it's when you're playing it, it's like, thing. It, it's cool the first time, but you get a lot of charges of it and you find yourself using it a lot because they're just like, this room has four enemies. You're in a corner and you're like, well, guess I'm just going to super <laughs> better shoot a single bullet. That'll just happen <laughs> to ricochet into all of them. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Anyway, though. Uh, uh matt what I you think, got oh yeah, sorry before we get into portland i was okay. gonna say let's throw it over to oh, matt oh okay uh th- is this my little section before i, I stop yeah, this talking? is your one chance can i leave after <laughs> just like after talking can i just yeah, okay um so i i actually did a lot of things um because it's been two weeks uh, i was thinking about doing the podcast by myself but i don't know that i think that might have been a little <laughs> awkward hello and welcome to the TLVG podcast I'm by myself. Um, call no, it an, I, I, call I it never, an ASMR. Yeah. Oh yeah. There, there yes. we go. There we go. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> I, I never got to tell you. I got to try the Hololens. Is anyone? Oh. Does anyone care? So I, isn't I mean, that I know. like like the headset? Yeah. That, that superimposes augmented reality. Yeah. Through like one of your eyes, or is it both eyes? It's not both eyes. Uh, right now, he had like one of the you know early uh, builds of it, and it's like a little section of one of your one of your eyes. I think it's the left eye, 
Mm-hmm. This is one little section. So basically, um, we had to, I he we were at a VR meeting, and he was in the corner, and I was like, "Yo, like, can I can I try it? Can I try it?" Um, I should mention he was a white dude, and yeah. <laughs> me, I walked I like up to him and going. I said, "Can I?" He was like, uh, <laughs> oh. "Uh, no, 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 no." Uh, I should have started with that, but. He was like, oh, you know, I, I'm just worried because, you know, people people have, you know, stolen these before. You know, they say, let oh. me see it. And then they run away. Like, it goes on. And wow. after 10 minutes, I was like, here is my camera. Here's my wallet with my social security. Can <laughs> I try it? Wow. <laughs> that's that's so holy bad. crap. I, that's I, just like <laughs> racism. That's that full on racism right there. Like not, <laughs> not like even some... like not even trying to hide it. Just like like as he was being racist, he just pulled out a shovel and started digging faster and faster <laughs> and faster. <laughs> what 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 neighborhood where were it you was at? North when... Georgia. Yeah, you know how it is. <laughs> it was North Georgia. You were outside of the... the city. It was at the um. Well, what is that? That game bar that's really battle game and brew. And brew. Battle Something and, like that. Battle and battle brew? And brew. That's what it's called. Are you serious? They don't like black people at Battle well, and no, Brew? No, it wasn't them. They were having a meeting there. So anyways, anyways. It I, was the I, racist Microsoft guy. I, I, oh, I racist get Microsoft it. guys. Uh, He's like breathing down Microsoft my neck. <laughs> battle and Brew is like a really popular spot. I don't. Anyways. <laughs> um, he said, no, no, no. You don't have to give me the camera or anything like that. I said, are you sure? Are you sure? I need you to feel comfortable. I want to use this thing without you like feeling oh worried. I hate that. I hate that because it's happened so much in my life. Anyways, uh, I put this on and basically uh, he has like he has like his web browser on the window and he put a little monkey that's kind of like a GIF that you can touch it a and press play. Buddy? I, I don't know. It looked like Curious George or something like that. Okay. And, and you can like use your hand to kind of, it, it was weird. It's weird. You press play With and you, it, you can actually get up in front of it. Like it, it's 3D. It's on the table and you move around the table and you can see it. You can see it in three, like it's in space. Like it's, just there it's there it's really cool um just to just to interject for a second just making sure this is the thing that they showed off at e3 2015 that yeah, was like minecraft Mi- right yeah. minecraft yeah okay where they, where they looked the at a table and minecraft was on the table right but this is like something more relevant that isn't minecraft let me tell you the limitations it's a very oh, no. very small very small okay. little piece right so you got to squeeze just enough in that little small piece there. Also, if you get too close to the object or whatever you're looking at, it clips. Um, oh. Not not very close, like like a good, you know, elbow to hand length. It might clip. Okay. It might clip. And and that's like by clipping, you mean like the 3D models that you're looking at are going through your like video camera. game clipping. Yeah. Right. Like you okay. see inside of the I monkey. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, it was cool. There was like a little spaceship, spaceship in the air. It was cool. It, it was cool. Um, it's a little uncomfortable, but it was cool. Anything? Did you play like a game or no, 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 just no like game. A- just straight up. Just uh, web page. That's all he, he showed me this little so, things. 
if if it can only show like a little square of of the quote unquote hologram through the lens, why can't you just like smoosh your eye really close up to the lens to make it like cover the whole periphery of that eye? Maybe maybe get more viewing space out of your angle. Well, I'm pretty sure like they're just gonna make a whole thing and you can just put on your glasses and see it. Um, but I mean it's it's like a it's its own thing. It's it's not attached to anything. It's just a an a actual glasses helmet thing that you put on your head. So I'm sure there's some limitations to making that screen bigger um and having the same effect. But it's I, it's it's augmented reality. It's not it's not what you think Minecraft looks like. It was crazy like this big wide area, but it is cool um, for that little little corner of your eye. Was so now, the was the hologram like kind of transparent and, and opaque, or did it look like a mm, solid, real object? From what I remember, it was pretty solid. It was wow. really solid. Yeah, that that sounds like a deal breaker. Like, because I I imagine that if I like put it on and saw something that looked kind of lame, I would be like, eh, whatever. But if I saw something that looked like it was there, I'd be like, this is neato. What do you mean? Wait, uh, you're like talking about you want it solid it to, or you want it transparent? I'm I want it sure. solid. I, I want it to look better than the Star Wars movies. I said it was solid. I said it was yeah. solid. Yeah, and that's oh, okay. good news. Oh, I'm okay, like, okay. You, you saw, it sounded different the way you worded it. Um, the way you worded it was you said, after he said it's solid, he said, oh, okay, because that, that's a deal breaker. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I guess you meant that's a deal breaker if it wasn't. <laughs> right, oh, right. Okay, that's okay, what I mean. okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure you could be able to turn down opacity and stuff like that but yeah yeah it, it was cool it was cool um uh i'll cut down to one I, I played a vr game um also um in in that realm of hololens uh microsoft announced a 300 dollars vr headset so jimmy you know no 300 you know it, it might be in there it might be there. anyways um vr card game you remember that vr card game when i was like oh it might be it's, it might be Yu-Gi-Oh. you know you can see your monsters on the on the floor and stuff it's cool but then Gwent came along. Okay, it's called the VR card game is called Dragon Front for anyone who wants to know. But then the Gwent beta came along and Gwent is so fun. Really? That's right. oh, Gwent, do Gwent, Gwent is awesome if you're a Witcher fan. It is tight. It's so good. It, it, like I don't it's what you expect Gwent to be if it was a real game and not yeah. that not that crazy uh it you know not the physical game. game that me and Weedman played, ah, Scorch Death. Um, but it, it's it. I don't know. Most like I I play card games. I've played um, uh, Hearthstone. Yeah, it, it it's fun, but I never get attached to it. I feel like I'm. I actually care about Gwent more than any other card game I've played. Um, so I think it's going to find its audience. I don't know if it, I can't remember. Did we talk about them trying to go for esports or something like that? Uh, no? yeah, yeah. They, uh, put that as a blurb in their like stock mm. investor report was, was how they're going for the esports market with, with Gwent, which is it, apparently going to be free to play, but, but you say it has like the quality there too. So I'm, I'm like really quality, happy to yeah. hear that. It has, it has mad quality. Of course it has the microtransactions, but of course you can also buy, <laughs> Like kegs, kegs are the packs. Uh, so you get four in a pack, and then you get an extra three at the end that you have to pick one of, um, and the other two is destroyed. That's like different from the pack. 
So you get five cards every time you have a keg. Um, Is there a way to get cards without paying? Yeah, 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 yeah. After you have to grind, you got to get a hundred ores. You have to. Put, for me, I played three matches and I got a keg. Three, That's three, one. I won three matches and got a keg. Pretty good, but. You know that also is the beta. They could they could make it scummy on launch. Yeah, it's I I'm pretty well. If you're winning, I'm pretty sure you'll be fine. But the thing is, if they send you good game, like if you have a good game with someone, if you they send you good game, you get extra ore <laughs> for being polite to the other. Yeah, player. it's very interesting. <laughs> it, so it, it encourages good behavior and rewards them for doing so. It's pretty good to me. That yeah. sounds. Like it makes so I can't believe no one's thought of that before. I'm sure someone has. I like I, I don't know what the scraps do. I don't know if Gerard, do you do you know what the scraps do? I haven't No, I, I, I Jesse I saw Jesse talking about it, but I didn't really pay that much attention. It just looked really fun. Uh the thing is, what I like about it is that someone could have a stronger deck than you, but if you're you can outsmart them. Uh just like Gwent for the people who know the rules of Gwent, you got to win two two uh, matches or two rounds. Two rounds? Two rounds? Should I say two rounds? Rounds, or probably rounds. A match rounds. is like the encompassing yeah, yeah. of your yeah, rounds both that you rounds. play together. Once yeah. you win two, you you win. So it's, it's three rounds, right? Yeah, uh, two out of um, three. If you're learning how to... <coughs> whoa. That's Bless something you. in my throat. Um, learning how to know when to quit. And say, okay, I need to pass this and let him, and let him win this round and come back on him because he used too many of his good cards or whatever. That has won me a lot of matches, a lot of matches, and it's so satisfying. It's absolutely so satisfying to the very end where both of you are at the on your last cards, and you don't know what they have, what what he has, <laughs> or she has, or whatever. And it's great. It's great. I'm dying over here. Oh my god, I need my water. Yes, Gwent, Gwent is great. just that good. It's it's that good. It's killer. Matt, before we move on, I wanted to ask you since 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 it, I can't talk. Since it's apparent that you're kind of super into VR, what have you played out of the VR experiences so far? I have played. I could give you the list here. Um, <laughs> I when, not, when, not not so much games, but more like uh, types of VR. Like Oculus. I really, I I think one of the best things I like about VR is the, the ability to see three D video. I know when you think about three D video, you think about going to the movies and having the having the um the you know the three D glasses or whatnot. But in VR, it's like a totally different thing. Um, because you'd be able to look around and say, it's like the, the first time I went to, to see Avatar way back years ago when it first came out and everyone was like, damn, 3D with all that depth. It's not, you know, stupid gunshots coming out, out of the screen. It's like (laughs) actual, like that's how I, I think that 3D video and, um, seeing all these like shorts, um, I, I like film, so for me, like seeing these guys do these VR shorts and there there's like also this um this 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 video on Vice where it's showing uh protests that was going on. Um 
And it was all captured in VR. And you hear people talking and giving mm. their stories Whoa. and stuff. And it's like, it's a totally different experience than looking Whoa. at a flat screen. So wait, like you, cool. you're talking about live action VR videos that are like filmed with a panoramic camera? Well, yeah, that, there's that. And then there's, of course, the side-by-side thing, which is the 3D. Um, but yeah, I went, I went from, I went from the side-by-side uh, videos uh, to um, just people creating films around VR, um, which people have. And there's 3D films, there's real films, uh, you know, live action films. And then there's like things like news, which yeah. kind of what Vice does. I didn't think uh, about that, but that sounds like another really wacky implication concept that sounds like some future bullshit like seeing a 3d live action virtual reality recreation of a news event like a protest or something yeah seems like a little scary almost like what if people start like filming war zones with panoramic Mm. cameras and 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 you can just like watch that happen in vr that when the technology gets up there it's gonna be nuts it's it's gonna be crazy um oh my god like vr videos of political scandals would be hilarious (laughs) yeah it's like like, what what, what if it's like someone could like record a trump rally i'm sorry i'm just like thinking about journalism implications now and it's amazing yeah yeah it, it 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 puts you in the, in that world very, very easily. Uh, you know, you, you, it's, it's, there's some people doing like vlogs with, with 3d. I'm not talking about these big guys. I'm talking about just like regular dudes going out with their 3d cameras, taking landscapes, talking about their time in the mountains and stuff. Like, um, I mean, again, I'm, I'm, I'm the, the early adopter. I knew what I was getting into. I knew what I like, you know? So, it's bias. <laughs> that's 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 my biased opinion. I love this stuff. I love tech. So I I've been enjoying stuff like that other than games. Uh games, if you're buying it just for games, it's it's a little bare for sure. Um I played a lot of them, like Kronos and all that all that stuff I've talked about on the podcast. But yeah, uh, they really need to actually make good games first. It, it, the thing is, it's just like it the developers, they it's a risk. <laughs> it's a risk, and I don't. I I wouldn't. I wouldn't be making a VR game if I didn't have financial, you know, coverage. You know, what I'm yeah, saying. I just. I just don't understand why they haven't been trying harder at this point. It's been around for years. I'm, I mean, some of them are. Some of them are. Some of them are good. It's you know, you gotta. You haven't tried them though. You gotta try them out and see what see what you like. It's different when you're looking at a trailer. It's not the same thing. I know a lot of people get that mixed up, but it's not the same thing. Uh, not all games are created equal. Not all games are like, oh, it's 3D. That's it. Like, it's no, it's, <laughs> it's it, there's more to that. Some developers are just way better at creating an experience than others. Um, and people are just trying to find their ground because it's a new technology and everyone's trying to get a piece of the pie right now. Um, PSVR just came out. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess uh, this is the time where where I walk out. Um, I I also have been playing ESO. I, it's a single player MMO. It's great. Elder Scrolls Online. Hey, hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah. What? What? Re- repeat. It's a single player MMO. Yeah. All right. 
So ESO, they came out with a new patch, one time URL, where you you basically it's Skyrim online, right? What people expected to play. Um, I I, sh- I shouldn't say that because it's been a while since I played Skyrim and I didn't much very like Dude, it as okay. much. There's as like Oblivion, six new versions but, of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so this one in one time URL in the patch. Basically, you can go anywhere you want. You don't even have to think about your level. You can play. Any quest you want, you could just skip any quest you want. You 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 just go out in the world and you just play, and it's the same leveling system. You use the two hand, the two hander. You level up the two hander. You use the um the uh sword and board. You level up the sword and board, and you get skills based on you using that weapon or skills or whatever. Um, it feels good on controller for people who 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 like to use the controller. Um, it, it's. It's it's been really cool because I quite like the story. It's been a it, Swotor and ESO is one of those um, games where I never want to dive into it until it's like all patched up and fixed because I like the story in those. Uh, Swotor I played a lot at launch, um, but they had a lot of issues, and I I knew what ESO was going for, so I waited a bit, and I'm glad I did because now all that crappy stuff is fixed. Like. Um, the combat didn't feel like it had weight to it. And then what they did is they added a um, collision. So now you can like freaking whack, whack-a-mole some of these uh, enemies uh, with your hits. So cool. you're not just wailing into the air, which I, I tend to not like. I, it, I always liked um, the satisfaction of Neverwinter. Um, Neverwinter MMO had like very good satisfaction of stabbing your sword right into someone's gut. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, it, it's um, it's the same story. There's wacky stories. There's none of that. Uh, well, there's some. It's it's very. Don't you know where you have to go and collect stuff? That happens, but it's it's not. It's hidden. It's hidden, and it's it doesn't happen often. I only realize it because I'm looking for this stuff. So right. Um, because you're but, the MMO guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, when you when you <laughs> like when you cross that line into reviewer, it's like you can't turn it off. So oh, you yeah, just start course. to realize stuff all the time. But it, it's it's pretty it's pretty damn good, I gotta say. Um, especially there's no subscription fee and unless you want to have, you know, the ESO plus thing and it's like twenty bucks. Um, I think it's well worth twenty bucks if you just want some more, I don't know, Elder Scrolls uh, story goodness because the story is pretty interesting. Um, uh, and there's a ton. When I mean there's a ton of content, I mean hours, hours, <laughs> hours of content. And there's three different factions and there are three different continents. Anyways, and not continents, but they're three different areas. Anyways, I'm done. I'm done. I'm yeah, done. That's, that's <laughs> fine. Everything's fine. Uh, um, uh, we got to move do, on. What, what, what else is video games? Do are, so we're gonna do Portland after the break with news. Uh, we can. I don't know. I think I might be able to tell the story real quick. Uh, okay. And because there's basically just one joke. Okay, tell the one joke. I was in a person's room. I'm not gonna say who. A person in this room was eating pizza, and for some reason, everyone was just like really drunk and having a good time and for whatever reason this person didn't like the pizza and decided to be a rude person and throw it off the balcony and it landed on a skylight and that's just like 
I also like was the there at that thing party. That's also the funniest thing. To be fair, said unnamed person was incredibly drunk. That, that's that not very fair, I guess. I mean, no, it doesn't okay, make it okay. But nor does the context... it make it less. Fu- Actually, that makes it more funny. Wait, wait this person also... is in this in this call. You said no, 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 no. no, no, no. I, it, I definitely just... was. I was in the room as well, but I was definitely not. Uh, <laughs> Gerard did not throw the pizza. Over. I did not throw the pizza. Can confirm it was not me. <laughs> I, I, I I want to deny any and all involvement so with like, that hey. uh, skylight pizza. I I did not have relations with that pizza. Pizza gate. Um, <laughs> oh god! But it's I, like uh, you just peered over the balcony, and when you looked down. It's just this little triangle. It, it was kind of like skyline. it kind of was like, "Hey, welcome to the room. Step on in." And there's the pizza over on the. Uh, that was the, the thing first thing there. I was told when I walked in was was that there was skylight pizza and that I should I was, go look at it. I was around in the room when skylight pizza happened. I wasn't on the balcony, but I did witness the aftermath as several people came back in from the balcony and were like, "Welp." Uh, they just threw a pizza off the balcony and half of the people were laughing and like three people were like, like laughing and also upset because like, (laughs) because I mean, because obviously, but, um, also the uh, like prequel to Skylight Pizza, uh, (laughs) the person who ordered the pizza for the room, we were all just going to have a drinking party and then it got to a later point in the night and said person was like hey i'm gonna order pizza for everybody how many should i get and then they ordered seven fucking pizzas mind you there were maybe 15 people in the room maybe 15 people in the room that's that's like a a half a pizza pizza per person (laughs) damn so you know sometimes when you order too much pizza the surplus will end up (laughs) off the balcony and on the skylight (laughs) Yo, when you are at a convention and you've got pizza for the whole convention, that's not a problem. That's a blessing. No, yeah. that's not a problem. I wish it would have been my it's room that we were partying in because I could have kept those three extra pizzas that didn't get touched. Well, the person, the person who di- who ordered the pizza, it wasn't their room, and they didn't even keep the pizza either. Yeah, I know. What a just kind, in- generous soul. <laughs> I love. Also, love how we're talking about this as if we're like talking about classified information. <laughs> Yeah, right. Well, we, like we don't want to incriminate like, any any no, course, innocent yeah. nor guilty parties. It's, it's a, just it's, funny. It's, it's a famous like this. person. There you go. Wait, really? Kind of oh shit! I think both of us just narrowed it down. Never mind. Well, that's there's too many famous people. I'm I'm technically famous. You're all famous. We're all famous. So there you go. The room <laughs> was full of famous, beautiful, wildly successful personal trainer. Licensed yeah, the person medical who ordered practitioner the pizza was YouTubers. Tom Hanks. I'll, I'll let it out. It was Tom Hanks. They uh, ordered the pizza. Oh, d- damn. Exposed. Yeah. Shit, I wanted to meet Tom Hanks. No one told me he was going to be there. Dude, he just ordered the pizza and bounced, and then you got there after Skylight Pizza happened. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> he threw one pizza off the balcony and sprinted out the door. <laughs> Tom Hanks I, was like, I got, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make everyone remember this moment because they'll never see me ever again. I, I went back to the hotel the next day and looked up at the skylights from the ground floor, and the pizza was gone. There was no pizza there. They, someone they fixed. Yeah, someone took they found the pizza. Out. Uh, so yeah, we got 
We got anything else? I see <laughs> Matt Visual. <laughs> did you just put in a request? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I did I did it. No, no, that's the only one I did I didn't get to talk about, so I just I just put a marker there. Okay, um, okay. Uh, racist, I, yeah. I, I I hereby Petition mm-hmm. to motion that mm-hmm. the Matt Visual talks about how racist Mafia Three is hey, really no, quick, no, and no. then we do the news. Because I, I no, <laughs> I want to know. Reason. I want to know. Like Scrib was going on about how how great it was that this game implements like mechanical systems based racism. I want to hear your take. Um. Okay. So no, no, it's not racist. <laughs> it's not racist, <laughs> but um, it does deal with racism. Um. In in a way, I would say he was right. The story is done in a, a very good way. I think it it missed it. It was it had a potential to be a good game, and it was just it ended up being an okay game. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the bugs do have something to do about it. Even though if you wait, those stuff will be po- uh, po- patched out. I mean, stuff like bodies freezing and glitching out. Uh, music distorting when you go into a garage or a tunnel uh cars getting well this is part of the game guards cards cars getting stuck or like a little pebble in the road and your car will flip over like it mm. it was i don't know what type of Those uh, indie physics physics system that they were using for the car cuz the cars felt good it's that you couldn't do anything with them like even a little bit off road or smashing into people? Nope, don't even bother. Um, not now that you want to, even though there's a ram button. But but, but racism, racism, racism. That's what um, that's what the kids want to read about. It's the hot topic of the now. <laughs> it's trending on Twitter. Let's hear it. Uh, well, I actually I can't believe I actually looked at Twitter trends just now just to see if the the word racism was trending. Jesus uh, Christ! All right, let's just talk. I I just put the word in. Um, does it? <laughs> I say I think I as I say I think it deals with it well but it doesn't there's a lot of filler in the game so like there's a lot of moments that could have been better done a lot of opportunities that they could have done with um you know them dealing with this topic they just missed their chance because they have a bunch of filler missions. When I mean by filler missions, I mean these missions are mandatory main missions where you have to take out, um, like, uh, it's, it's all right. It's for each district. You have to take out two guys. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's formulaic, like two guys and those two guys, within that one guy that you have to take out of those two guys, you have to go to, um, depending on what they're into, cars or whatever, you have to steal cars or um, go in, shoot some people, grab some money to lower lower their their money count so you can actually drive them out in the open and kill them. That's the same thing over and over and over again. And then you get the, you know, the story, right, in between some of those sections. But it hmm. misses it, mar- it misses it, it's Mark because like most of the time you're just out there doing stupid stuff. Like in the first, in the first one, it was fine, but like all that script, all the scripted like events and stuff end after the first hour or two of the game. And then everything else is just this formula that you have to go through every time and no cutscenes. scenes. Um, that sounds like when you're talking to people, they're just sitting there in front of you 
like sitting still in front of you talking. Yeah. Um, this guy, yeah, this guy is a big dog, blah, 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 blah. Go out there and, you know, beat up some of his guys so he, he can tell you where the rackets are so you can bust those guys up. And then you go, and that's, that's the, that's the story. Do you, do you jump around like an idiot while they're talking to you and you you're can. just like, you're sitting, you're stuck. Sprint back oh, and forth in stuck. a circle your, while they're being really serious. Stuck. Your camera is stuck. Everything is stuck. You can't even switch the angles to make it cinematic for yourself. It's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It so it's it it misses it. It misses the there the, so many opportunities where they could have. Yeah, sure. It's cool when you're you're um you're in a black neighborhood and you run over a, a, a woman and a witness calls. <laughs> A witness calls. Oh my god, that came out wrong. A witness calls, and uh, the police, the same police woman, says the same thing. Oh, if you know, if you have time, please uh, go over and check this out. There's been a hit and run, and blah 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 blah, and they eventually come. But when you do it in a white neighborhood, they're like, "Oh my gosh, he's armed and dangerous. Go, go attack him!" Blah blah blah, and then you see, you see cars coming from nowhere. Trying to get you, it's that's uh, that's like the biggest does, part that they does do. It take other than the a longer story. time to to try out someone's hollow lens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> um. I. Oh, no. All right. All right. I want to. I want to. All right. One. One thing. One thing. Okay. Um, okay. And then, one thing. then we got a news. And one, yes. one thing. This is how bad it is. Okay. Um, how bad is it? When you go inside the water, you can't come out of the water. Do you die? Or... So you go oh. in the water and you okay. can swim, right? Okay. But even though the ledge is a ramp, you can't come out of the water. This happens in multiple places, mostly all of the places. So you're stranded in the water. You know, and you, you, you know, I, I guess it's kind but, of like racism. You, you, playing like, as a black character, you oh, feel yeah, the struggles. You can't, <laughs> can't simply climb out of the water like everyone else. You have to take the long way around and get chumped by crocodiles on the way. Real crocodiles are in the water, by the way. And you can't even yeah, fight back. And that's, then that's, when that's you finally realistic. get out, you go back to murdering white folk. So it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, it's something. It's something. I, I wish it was better, but it's, it's not a bad game, but it's not necessarily what I expected it to be. Real, I wasn't expecting something grand, but I, I would, I expected more story and it to be a little bit more tighter. But it's just filled with filler, like filler everywhere. So yeah, that's me. I'm done. I that's can do my section now. That sounds like like <laughs> exactly kind of sort of what what I expected it to because that's like the default game nowadays. It's like the side scroller of the 2010s is this huge expansive sandbox that's that's buggy as shit and filled with repetitive filler missions. Yeah. <sighs> like like the default video game genre changed from side scroller to like Doom clone to World War II first person shooter to modern military first person shooter to Ubisoft style sandbox grind 'em up. And uh <laughs> It, it's it's kind of sad that like unique stories and, and settings and places feel feel they're wasted at the end down. of the day. It's on, bogged yeah, down on, on the genre. This. 
because they did a good job with the documentary style. They did a really good job. Uh, there were some really good moments, but then you know you get a character who's uh, there's two of them in the same room, and one is standing mm-hmm. over the each other. Like it, there's bugs and 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 all the other filler missions. So it's so separate. Like you can't you you want to play this game throughout the whole thing, or you're just gonna miss the story because you're too busy doing these stupid repetitive missions over and over and over again. Anyways, yeah. Speaking of doing stupid repetitive things over and over again, uh, it's time for yet another tribes joke during the break, and then we'll look at the news. Hello, welcome back to the TOVG podcast. We all just went to the bathroom together. No, I didn't. That didn't either. We held hands. Me and yeah. Gerard did. And we held you guys. Hands. So, Gerard, you're like, <laughs> uh, oh, this is going to sound really, really bad, but I, I feel like it's it's an apt way to describe your profession. That is that, like, partially you you do some work professionally as a professional nintendo fanboy <laughs> okay <laughs> so i'm i i'm wondering if uh your reaction to the nintendo switcheroo is just like unbridled d- 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 optimistic just like pure innocent hype or if uh you're you're a little like like me about this where you're just like thinking this is like weird well um it's it's kind of weird for me because uh I personally, uh, I loved the Wii U. I thought the Wii U was awesome. Um, okay, yeah, I think, me too. I think that uh, the Wii U is like the Windows Vista of Nintendo, where uh, you know they they made a uh, an OS or rather a, a game console that uh, was kind of loved, but everyone quickly was like, "Oh, fuck this," and walked away from it. And because they did that, it forced nintendo to create a lot of incredible first party titles um multiple first party titles and so when i saw the switch uh it made me excited it kind of reminded me of when they revealed the the, uh, the wii originally and there was this kind of like this this nice uh innocent kind of like no one knows what this is but it's, it's exciting and i think that the biggest thing that i really loved kind of uh walking away from it uh, is the fact that <clears throat> when the Nintendo Wii U came out, everyone was like, so is it a controller or is it a console? And does it work with our Wii or is it a brand new thing? And then we saw the console and the console looked like an external hard drive and everyone was like, oh, okay, so it's a console, but is it important? Is it good? Is it bad? No one really knew at the time. And I think with the Switch, the biggest thing we can take away from the trailer is that they did a lot of showing. They just were like, this is what this does. And I think that's the strongest thing they could have done uh, unveiling this thing. It just was like, it's on the go. If you have friends with you around you, the the system itself just turns into a portable co- uh, console. And I really liked the trailer. I thought I had a lot of fun things in it. It was really, really interesting. Um, my, my fear for it is... Uh, you know, the third party support like the Wii U was robust as it is. And I'm just curious to see as to, you know, are they going to stick around? Are they going to actually 
yeah. you know, fulfill I, their third party contracts. I have a feeling that that huge list of third party partners is just going to end up to be bullshit by the end of the first year and a half. So Matt and Jimmy, well, I, 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 I feel yeah. like that's going to be dependent on the how strong of a start the NX or the, the Switch gets because the Wii U had a pretty flaccid launch, I guess I would well, call it. They like mm-hmm. released it with all of with like quote unquote definitive editions of either that year or that previous year's big AAA hits. And uh, then all of that support kind of dropped off after the first year. Like it launched with like Batman and Call of Duty and Deus Ex eventually came out. Watch Dogs eventually came out like a year behind the other consoles. Yeah, I'm not talking about the game launches though. I'm saying that the actual launch of the console with people buying it and people talking about it, like I don't even remember, I don't even remember like knowing about the Wii U. It did not after it launched until I got. During uh, until I started hanging out with Gerard and Alex, I think that we had already been out, right? You started working for us as an intern the week before the Wii U came out, and they sent us a Wii U, so we had a Wii U before anyone else did. And uh, remember, you and I sat there in my in my dad's office at four right. in the morning playing New Mario right. Bros. New Super U- Mario Bros. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so we were kind of at the we were we were right there in the kind of the launch of okay. it, but but I I, I agree with you. Uh, <laughs> New Mario Bros. U is not a launch title uh, that's worthy of buying a console. Nintendo Land is not a launch title worthy of buying a console. Super Mario 3D World, I would argue, is, but there was nothing new at the time. It was a lot of safe choices of third-party publishers putting out games we already know. And and if not, and if it's a new game from a third-party developer, a.k.a. Ubisoft with Raving Rabbids, uh, I don't really care because it it just wasn't anything to write home about. So Yeah, so... Like, from my point of view, the Wii U launch, like, a, a Nintendo console needs to launch strong with first parties, and then once those sell the console, people will be comfortable enough to buy more third-party games to round out their library. That's at least what I do. That's what I did for the Nintendo, or for the 3DS, which is, I got Pokemon X and Y. And then after that, I was like, oh, look at all these other games, now that I have this thing that I'm, don't like, totally gonna use. But, like, I wouldn't fucking buy the Wii U for what Mass Effect 3 or I don't know. Well, he, so saying. so to kind of comment on that though, I think this is what needs to happen because with game we saw this with GameCube, we saw this with the Wii and we definitely saw it with the Wii U. We saw third-party devs creating games that were ported to all three console generations that didn't run well, that were pieces of garbage that really had no incentive as a Nintendo console owner to buy their game if they're going to release nba 2k you know 17 i'm going to play it on my ps4 uh in Mm -hmm. 4k um you know you kind of pick your your console you're more familiar with and what it's designed for in my opinion in order for nintendo to capitalize on this third party kind of smorgasbord they need original ips that are exclusive to their console that are made by these developers or else everyone's going to pick an xbox one or a ps4 port or in this case a pc port over anything yeah. that is available from the third party lineup well, skyrim I, coming to, to this new console isn't a thing like no one's gonna buy skyrim on this portable device yes it is on the go but like it's not you can do you can play that at your your pc you can do that at home already i, I think one of yeah yeah uh, go, go ahead go ahead, <laughs> well, go, go, I, go I, ahead. I think one of the like unfortunate okay. 
stories about the Wii U is how that third-party support dropped after what actually were pretty good port versions of a few games that played a little differently because of just how like unique and wacky that control scheme was. Like I, I actually have a vested interest in replaying Human Revolution on the Wii U because you got your inventory management and like special abilities accessed via a, a touchscreen in your hand, sometimes showing you things from different angles. And not a lot of games really use that. And and I think so like Aliens Colonial Marines is is like a mediocre game on any platform. But on the Wii U, they had a version planned for it that was going to be using the gamepad as the like bippity boopity alien beep sensor, which would probably make it the best version of that mediocre game because that's like an, an entirely new level of peripheral based gameplay that you don't get on any of the other versions but since it like had such a very very performed launch and and barely caught up the year smash 4 came out with like mediocre numbers that were still a very very distant fourth place at the time none of the third parties wanted to support it and i think that's what i'm saying like the first party wasn't supported strong enough from the start so third parties as people you know were kind of lukewarm on the wii u after launch like i didn't get one for god i yeah i don't think i got one until maybe a few months before smash 4 i don't even remember what game i got for it but like it was wind waker you got wind waker that's right okay yeah when wind waker hd launched but even then like if it if the wii u would have launched with smash 4 and I mean, I guess like New Super Mario World and Mario Kart Eight. And if those were like within a month a of launch, story, yeah, people would have been more interested it, interested in the console as it went on. So third party developers would have continued on with their stuff on it. That's at least my speculation. It's how I see it. So, also, they were yeah. using their own proprietary hardware environment that supposedly did make it dip more difficult to port than mm-hmm. the x eighty six. Architecture yeah, I was going to say, from what I've heard, uh, indie developers, I mean, indie games on the Wii U are made in Unity, so that's easy, but most of the big budget games maybe devise their own engine or have their own proprietary way of making their software, and the Wii U wasn't uh, the easiest to code for, and they didn't have enough of an Intel base to even warrant the use for it. But when Mario Kart 8 came out, there was 6 million Wii users, Wii U users out there that owned a console. And so mm. Mario Kart pushed several million. Smash Bros. pushed several million. Splatoon pushed a million um, yeah. in, in new hardware sales. And that support, that for, that's why I said it's like the Windows Vista of it all, because the games we got for the Wii U that were first party were incredible. We had well over 15 first party games that you kind of have to go damn this is nintendo at some of their finest but you look at the support of the third party environment and it's just not there matt you were trying to say something for a while what what were you gonna say i I don't know because like i never when i saw this thing i didn't think about the games at all like my mind was something totally different like again when we talked about this i thought it was a smart idea and like one of the only options for them at the moment right to combine the two systems because i i'm it's not confirmed but i'm thinking that this is going to replace the 3ds because why would you have two of these things and the 3ds has a lot of games so consistently outperformed the wii u yeah and if they're both the same console games are going to be there so more i'm thinking is battery life i'm thinking um you know is this thing powerful enough to it, online online infrastructure? 
the mm. friend code system, like stuff oh, like yeah. that is what I'm thinking of. Like Nintendo, this, I think it's a pretty cool idea. I just don't want them to mess it up in such, in the little things. The little things is yeah. going to mess it up. Like, can you imagine having one of these things and it's dying on you? Like in two seconds, like, all right, uh, the NVIDIA shield last, what, like five hours when you're gaming on it? It needs to be more. Like this one has to be more than that. Like get get like a good eight hours. <laughs> the gamepad barely lasts five hours when you're well, playing on it. But it, you were uh, talking about the 3ds earlier. The 3ds lasts a fucking long ass time. Yeah, when and that's what I want. With it. I right, want yeah. this to replace my 3ds. I want it to be better, not a step back. I I would love I would love that, but it's like man, they're doing a lot of stuff. They're doing split screen and all that. And I'm like, ah, oh, split screen on the Wii U was bad. Uh, and then I don't know, like I I saw it as a concept trailer, you know the the mm-hmm. the videos that they had, the gaming videos yeah. that they have on there was all it's a just, very very fishy. Reveal. It's all video. It's all video. It's Fun. not actually being played. Fun it's all video. I mean, a lot, a lot of the that's like that's like every everything. Yeah, it's more of the concept thing. Yeah. Like, oh, the controller it, is like it looks like it's freshly three D printed, pretty much. Um, I, okay, I, I, let me just address that one thing real quick. If yeah. you were of the people out there, to the listeners who like retweeted that thing, were like whatever, like meme accounts were like, I was excited for the Switch until and, and it's like that screenshot of the the corner of the screen. That's like over the guy's shirt, so it's like clearly a screen replacement on the thing he's holding. Screen replacements are in everything for a console ever. Have you ever tried to film a video, like a TV screen or a computer screen? It is like, so uh, impossible. Okay. But given the CRT and let alone LED capabilities of a of a fucking TV screen, it has to be photoshopped in or, or After Effects it in. Yeah, yeah. Regardless absolutely. of whether, yeah, there's no way that you're gonna look at it and be like, oh man, that one's great. And if you I don't go to as a negative. Because I've oh, tried yeah. to record oh, yeah. my screen many to... times, and it just doesn't <clears throat> right. work unless unless the screen the screen has to be the appropriate brightness to the surrounding, uh, right? You know, with the room or I, the I outside. The so, real problem here is that they announced a console without any official games being announced for me. that console alongside it. Because fun fact. They showed videos of Skyrim and and NBA 2K16, I guess it'll be 2K17, but those games have not been officially announced. Like Bethesda more or less agreed to let them use that footage. See, that's the issue with the whole screen thing is that it it looks like it's like on a PC, right? Like it's like so clean and stuff. And Mm. And I if mean, they're using course, a, a Tegra mobile processor yeah. that you <laughs> usually get in cell phones and tablets, I I have serious reservations if this thing is going to be able to maintain parity with like even seventh gen consoles. I, I mean, that that's classic, you know, them showing you something and getting it into people's minds like, oh, man, this is what I'm going to get. Uh, that's that's cool. That's what everyone does pretty much in, in when it comes down to games. Uh, but it, <sighs> Also, they're launching in March. And yeah, I mean, year. that's my only reservations on the Switch is that they've waited this long Five to months. show us anything. I, I, I'm i going to hold my opinion on what I think is going to happen until we see more stuff. But like, I thought the trailer was good. Uh, if you want a good breakdown of the trailer, Jim Sterling did a video on it. And he basically was like, the Wii U took a fucking long time to 
get anybody to figure out what it's supposed to do. And the Switch kind of covered all its bases in one three-minute trailer. And they did it very good. Mm-hmm. I think that the trick for Nintendo is going to be uh, what you said, Matt, the battery life of, of yeah. what this thing can do. Um, it's going to be... I mean, look, they when they made the 3DS, they did combine the R&D departments of mobile and portable or portable and, and console for this the for the switch so the expectancy is we're going to be able to play some form of 3ds games on this device that was kind of the idea of these teams working together i want it i i'm with you i don't want to fucking carry around my 3ds and my switch and my phone and my laptop i want to be able to have this one device that that just kind of circumvents it all um yeah i kind of wish and the dummy in me you know the 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 guy who has a bunch of shit on him uh at all times i i want this thing to to support phones so i can just have a nintendo phone that also does everything and that way it's like one device to carry around that is my my home and portable console that makes calls and does all this stuff but that's just me being selfish but you yeah. can't I mean, carry it around unless that. you have a bag it, it, this is like another thing that weirds me out is it's like a portable hybrid but it's too big to fit in your pocket and if you show up to it with your friends on the rooftop party, you're going to look like an asshole. It has a lot of fanciful situations the, the, that the, are like, the yeah, it's just it's more discreet. Uh, I mean, it's still like the biggest handheld console in the market. Uh, but like also, I don't know, I with the switch, I just like I want to see games mm-hmm. so i and uh, we saw splatoon stuff and <laughs> there's no indication as to whether that's splatoon two. with like a two replacing the zeros yeah. or the o's or if it's like the continuation of splatoon with like a big dlc pack the the, the weird fantasy world that these commercial people live in is one where <laughs> where there's a super hype Splatoon E League. And that's just like Yo, another man. weird dot to put Look, on the it's list. It's something that I would have wanted to have, but Splatoon's too hard to fucking play like local competitive well, I in think, any way. I, I think that's the idea with this though. And that's yeah. something that they didn't talk about. But the idea is if you if you and your team of Splatoon buddies are all together with your switches, you can play in the room at the same time. And uh, that's that's a little feature I want to know. What are the what are the internet capabilities of this thing with the Wii yeah. U? They remember they say with the Wii U, your each console is going to support two game pads. Well, that never fucking happened. We couldn't buy yeah. the game pad anywhere. We only buy yeah. replacement ones. Um. So so you know, and everyone even said like kind of what you said, George. Like, do you bring your Wii U game pad with you to your friend's house, or do you bring your console? Like, no one really knew. And so what they're showing to us is this thing can also do local local play in regards to taking it on the go for people playing it at once going into a gigantic stage and playing it just by plugging into the monitor there's a lot of promise here and and they're they've they did show us a shit ton of cool things mm-hmm. but you know like i can go to apple's website right now and look at a 3d model of the iphone 7 and be like man that phone looks so cool and then go buy the phone and be like well it doesn't look like the model it's like, of course it doesn't it's it's sensationalized yeah. so yeah we're not it's really good. Yeah, I mean it's everything, but I think the the takeaway um, is the games. We need to know what what games are coming with it. Um, we know that Breath of the Wild is coming, and uh, I think that you know when the Wii launched, a lot of people bought the Wii for uh, Twilight Princess. Um, 
but GameCube, right, yeah. Game, GameCube users were not left out. They had the ability to to buy it on the GameCube. Um, and so I think we're going to kind of see that same thing. People love Zelda, and if they can experience a brand new Zelda game that is going to be the Skyrim of Zelda games, and they can take it anywhere they want, they're going to spend that money to do that. Because yeah, I, you, you, I agree can, with that. you can't get that experience on your 3DS. You can't get that on your no. laptop or anywhere else. You're going to be able to take... You can sit at home, play Zelda, and then be like, I got to go to school, or I got to go to work, or I got a job. I'm taking Zelda with me on my break. I'm, I'm yeah. going to keep that thing going, which is smart to me because uh, there's nothing worse than like playing a game you love and then putting it down and getting distracted with other games or the inability to keep playing said game to the point where mm-hmm. you forget what you did. And then you have to go back <laughs> and start a new game save or, or you know, try yeah. a different mode or something me with every rpg that's ever existed yeah see this is like okay there are a lot of reasons why i'm not feeling it and i think one is that i've always thought of video games as being a very immersive singular introverted experience like when i really get sucked into a game i will have my lights turned off my phone turned off the door closed no yeah. one's allowed to break my concentration or my immersion whichever Box of tissues next to the computer we, we we don't talk about uh uh the the bayonetta playthroughs um <laughs> but but this is like going towards a whole different market i remember when we were talking about the Eurogamer reveal of their patents which pretty much actually did turn out to be the real concept for it i think i i remember you and i and and well me and jimmy and matt like being kind of reserved about it and it sounds like we still are but everyone on the internet is super duper hyped and the only situation i can imagine me getting super duper hyped over this thing is if i was a kid like i was saying last time wanting to play smash in the cafeteria which sounds fucking awesome but the bad thing is is that i'm not a child anymore and i'll never have that experience of playing smash in the cafeteria on the nintendo switcheroo yeah well i think i I get that like i get what you're saying though like i mean when I go down to the office, if I have a Switch, when I go down to the office and take it down there and play, I don't know, Super Smash Brothers Switch, like, on the go, that'd be pretty cool. Or whatever multiplayer thing they have. Uh, and I, I completely forgot that Breath of the Wild was both coming out and also yeah. on the NX as but, a but launch title. For right? me, there's just, like, yeah. no way I could stand to play Zelda in, like, a bus or a waiting room. Like, it would kill me. I would I would jump out the window being like See, no shut up i was trying to listen for for the audio cues navi might have said hey i mean headphones dude <laughs> I, um well think about this think about it this way george and they show this in the in the reveal trailer imagine you have a 14 hour flight to london and you've mm-hmm. got your gigantic bose headset on and you don't want to watch or listen to the movies that are playing Brand on the deal. flight because you've seen them all I've never imagined like, that you're like extremely gorgeous as a human being with like a perfect smile. You're oh, just I hope sit- I get that with the switch. <laughs> <laughs> My point is, is that like you could to me, that's where I mean, not that I, I travel a lot, obviously, but like that's where I'm going to enjoy a lot of my time is I'm going to sit there. Like if, if you have a like if you have a big TV, obviously you're gonna sit at home and play your switch on it. Um, most people nowadays do because TVs are very affordable, but um, I think it's just about keeping the experience going for as long as you can. And the nice thing about it is, and this is where my takeaway is too, is you don't have to take it with you. Yeah. You don't have you have no obligation to take it on the go. It's just for those people who want to keep the experience mm-hmm. going, who want to share their experiences with them, and they want to keep the keep the mojo flowing. Um, and take there's going to be anywhere in your house too. Yeah, you know, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Great, I'm going to take the I mean, yeah, the gamepad had nothing, dump. but 
Well, <laughs> right. That that doesn't really apply to George because he doesn't even use his phone in the bathroom because he's weird. He doesn't like fart particles. I just like looking out the windows of things I'm, and seeing planet Earth scroll down below me. I guess I'm a weirdo, right? Dude, uh. Navi can't no, wait, man. dude. You, you need to take her in the bathroom. I need to be able to hear <laughs> Navi say, hey, I don't want to like miss Navi saying, hey, over the toilet flushes. <laughs> Headphones. It's you a very simple solution. <laughs> Planes are also really loud, and like I was trying headphones. to watch Stranger Things on a plane with headphones, and I couldn't even hear it over the. Get engine. better headphones. You but need. You I, definitely need to get better headphones. Guys, get some guys, earbuds. What we've guys, what we've learned from this podcast so far is that if you go to GoFundMe.com/slash/Weedman, you can you too can donate to getting George Weedman some of the best goddamn a, headphones on the planet. A better fucking pair of headphones. <laughs> a better fucking Apple pair buds. of headphones. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't use Apple buds. I'll just I'll just like at least no. Don't get your beats beats by yeah. Dre over the ear. No, massive. Yeah. No. So everyone get, on like, the plane can hear I won't you. Have, I won't <laughs> have any room in my bag because all the rooms get taken up by the Nintendo Switcheroo. Dude, have you learned nothing from Splatoon? No, but you had that shit around your neck, bro. Hey, at least you've got the, the Switcheroo in your back pocket. That's a plus. It's too big to fit in the pocket. Cargo uh, pants. Fuck off. Cargo pants. Solutions. You can Solutions. Put, we got you, it. You can put two switches and a Wii U gamepad in a pair of cargo pants. Let's go, George. <laughs> and Let's that's go. just in the right side pocket. Just in the right side. <laughs> just in the back lower right side so, pocket. Speaking- I'm just imagining a dude walking around with like a whole Wii U console plugged in. In his like left pocket and the game pad in the right pocket. Of, of <laughs> making unreasonable yeah. demands to fiercely deterministic curmudgeons. Okay. Uh the the SAG Afra SAG Af, Af hang on. Aftra. Aftra. Yeah, the SAG Aftra voice acting strike is something that has actually now for reals happening. Uh yeah. this this that has was been a like, great tra- that was a great transition, by the way, George. It's been bubbling up over the past year and the past, like, half hour as we've been discussing the Switch, in uh, which case earlier, a lot of the same issues that, that they were basically, like, trying to negotiate over have have more or less developed into a fully-fledged strike. Uh, I was reading some articles on, on USA Today and LA Weekly and NPR, and, and the LA one was, like, absolutely scathing on these voice actors for making so much money and demanding more. The NPR one was the most sympathetic. USA Today was nicely neutral. I listened to a, uh, oh, Jesus Christ, it was seven goddamn minutes long, um, voice clip from Steve Bloom explaining what they want. Basically, what they've always wanted is for uh, vocally stressful sessions to last no more than two hours, which I think is fine. Yep. Because, I mean... I know how easy I can lose my voice, and I don't even voice act professionally. I just do, like, one video a week and a podcast and a stream. Come to think of it, it's a lot. But I have noticed since I started the YouTube channel, I lose my voice. And that delays work. That causes me to lose money. Imagine how much worse it is for, like, these people who have to do it professionally, whose voice is their whole, uh, uh, like, capital asset. Yeah. They want stunt safety coordinators for mocap sessions, which I guess is for for stuntmen and motion capture actors. I don't know how much uh, work really voice actors are going to be doing in a motion capture studio. A lot. Well, I mean, you saw you you played Ally Noir, right? I mean, that's like that's a great example. 
Yeah, but they were just voice like, actors using their commonly faces. do no voice actors commonly do uh, live action mocap. And and what they want it, is is a stunt coordinator <clears throat> there for when it's like risky business that they could get injured with. Which I guess right. sounds I reasonable, mean, but what I'm more surprised is that like voice actors are doing that sort of thing at all. Yeah, yes, they are. because people who hire people are shitty. Is why that's not their job description, and they're it's like, well, you're gonna do it anyway. That's like kind of why that's why they're talking about that because it's like they are basically that is something that makes it easier for company to not have to hire us like a stunt safety coordinator or whatever. Oh, they just like hire the voice under, actor. It, yeah, it's just under the voice actor. Then it's like voice actors who are not trained in like doing physical activities, unless you know, but not, they are at least the for this job description. Now. Yeah. Right, I mean, Which, it's weird. I don't even know why those two jobs are in the same thing, but like that's Last I think that's like extremely GTA reasonable. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, a lot of them do it. A lot of them. So speaking of, well, I guess I can't even say speaking of. It just sounds like working in the video game industry is full of surprises because they're so secretive about what you're gonna do. Uh, this, the deal breaker, the thing that caused them to go from negotiations to strikes, what the, the video game industry representatives just would not agree on are bonuses for big name projects, which has revealed that a lot of voice actors, including Kellogg from Fallout 4, uh, just don't even know what video game they're voicing for. They don't know what mm. kind of character they are in the grand yeah. scheme of the story, which makes negotiating for a contract hard, but they also want to be able to know if if the game that they're working on is like a, a huge selling their threshold is two million dollar copies or two million dollar online subscribers for online games then then they basically want a piece of that really big pie and yeah i don't know like that's that's apparently where the issue is so divisive that that's uh led from a strike it seems like the people didn't the people who were representing the video game industry and their quotes do mention agreeing to to all of their claims related to safety and work hours, but they never mention the bonuses. And then you hear quotes from the voice actors representing SAG-AFTRA, and they're all about the bonuses after they mention the safety. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I think that's pretty fair to be something to want yeah but we're normal people not not one percenter video game publisher executives well i I, so i think that this is where the the i i i sympathize incredibly with uh the voice actors because you know if if they're if they're like hey man you're working on a game called project blue and it's like what the hell's project blue and you agreed to this contract in advance. They made you sign several NDAs. You can't talk about it. And then halfway through recording your voiceovers, it turns out that you are the face of the next Final Fantasy. And uh, they're planning <laughs> to franchise this whole thing. And there's millions of dollars coming behind it. And you signed a, a contract that only lets you earn, you know, a certain amount. And the game ends up selling 30, 40, 50 million units and you, your face and likeness and everything about it is the embodiment of the game and you don't receive any kind of compensation for it. That definitely hurts. That, that's got to hurt. I, I wonder um, what they do in Bethesda games because like some of the voice actors play multiple characters. Like, I mean, there's like six them. people who voice act for Bethesda. The entire yeah, population exactly. of the Capital Wasteland is like yes. four people. Yeah. Yeah. So alternatively, let's say you go into a voice studio and record some lines and get out and find out months later that you were the face and voice of like 
hatred serial killer man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is the other issue here. Like, they want to know if they're signing on to, like, controversial or risky uh, projects. There's there's another story from... I don't know her name, but but the voice actor for Aphrodite in God of War 3 didn't know that she would have to be making sex noises. So she oh, walks into wow. the voice studio... And they're just like, okay, now moan for us real good. And she's like, I didn't know that, that that was, the... I didn't necessarily want to, okay. Yeah. That's, uh, that's fucked up. That yeah, is. It's extremely fucked up. Also, just in general, like, the fact that people don't know some of the characters that they're doing or don't know what game they're working on, I feel like that's just, like, a big indicator of, like, AAA not really giving a shit about the art aspect of games because yep. like if you were like <laughs> if you were like so we filmed like we want to film a movie we're gonna do it all in green screen and put all like the fantasy shit in afterwards like let's say we're filming like a, like some lord of the rings ripoff and then you hire actors and then you're just like all right uh you're gandalf and this is what you're going to say to frodo and they're like what what's who's, a gandalf like Gan what is, yeah like you, that Obviously, that'd be fucking ridiculous. Your your actor needs to know their character. They need to know, like, they need to get into character. They need to portray that in the best way possible. Voice actors are just actors. Like, Which it's a different kind of acting, but it's still acting. They talk so about the there's yeah. there's all these like quotes from um from voice actors talking about like just how much more secretive the video game industry is compared to all the other businesses they work with. Which like i i get like i feel it like mm -hmm. like as media we have to deal with how like ludicrously secretive the video game industry is and um i i i feel like we feel the burn every time we request a review copy before launch mm -hmm. uh, oh, are, we, are we segueing yeah we're segueing into how bethesda <laughs> is Switch. now enacting the official policy of not giving anyone review copies until one day before launch stupid they uh wrote a blog post Dumb. about it talking about how doom was was kind of the test as as i had hypothesized i thought about it for a bit it seemed like there were either two reasons and i bet it's both but with doom it seems like the bethesda executives were banking really hard on that game's multiplayer mode which turned out to be only okay and was launching after a very negatively recepted received beta and then it launches mm -hmm. with a, a good campaign and everyone's like this is great and and so bethesda then <laughs> writes a blog post talking about how how doom released to one of like the highest review scores in years and so now with the upcoming launches of skyrim special edition and dishonor 2 we will continue our policy of sending media review copies one day before release what the while that we will doesn't make any sense while we will continue to work with media streamers and youtubers to support their coverage both before and after release we want everyone to experience our games at the same time that does it make any sense we also understand that some of you want to read reviews before you make your decision and if that's the case we encourage you to wait for your favorite reviewers to share their thoughts that's just like the middle finger to consumerism and and their policy does the exact opposite of that because because waiting longer for your favorite review gets harder the longer the wait is so it's if they're making that. that wait longer, then they're making it harder to do the thing they're encouraging customers it, it, to do. And and the, or the yeah. what they say. And the the journalists that work for all these big guys like IGN and all that, they you know they have to like basically 
get no sleep for the next two yeah, days. Yeah, they need to kill themselves for two days so that yeah. they can fucking get Skyrim HD get review out. I'm, I'm going to kill myself tonight getting Civ Six out, and that came out like a week ago. But I've had three days to play it, and even that is like not enough. Also, can I just point out the like in the quote they were like. Well, we want everyone to experience it at the same time. And if you want to wait, like, and then later says, if you want to read a review on it, then you should just wait for that. Literally, actually translated, that just means we want everybody to buy the game. Yep. And if you want to read a review, then you'll be behind the times and not cool with, like, the Smiths who have the game already. Yep. I'm sure the marketers have done the math and determined that the risk of a negative review outweighs the positives of just the game releasing as a big question mark mm-hmm. yeah i mean because look we're, we're very fortunate that we do this for a living right whether it's reviews let's plays or in-depth analysis of, of franchises of games before us there was game informer there was nintendo power there was uh even like you know joystick and some other websites um mm-hmm. that kind of were kings and People had to wait for print to tell them. Mm-hmm. And now that everything is so consumable so instantly, they have to, I mean, like, and social I media don't has like, grown too. Absolutely. Uh, a fucking tweet can determine whether yeah. or not uh, a game sells, depending on who tweets yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, I think the, at its core, what makes this whole thing so shitty, well, I, I think it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle because one, I feel like Bethesda doesn't owe anyone anything. They can do whatever they want. It's their game. It's their it's their IP. Uh, if that's their decision, that's their decision. And Bethesda has always been kind of the company that beats their own drum. They kind of don't give a fuck about anyone but themselves because the IPs they have in their back pocket are the ones that everyone really enjoys. You have Doom, Wolfenstein, uh, Fallout, uh, Elder Scrolls. Elder Scrolls. Uh, that's been their bread and butter for the past 10, 15 years. And... They've been doing a great job and that's they're just going to do what they want to do. And whether or not you agree or disagree, they kind of don't care. They have their own conferences nowadays. That's not good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but on on the other hand, right. But on the other hand, uh, we need to know we need to we need to be able to to find out if this is any good. Um, And I think that it comes off as, as one of two ways. One. Uh, our game is so good we don't give a shit about reviews which is not a good mentality to have or two there's something wrong with our game but we need to make money so we're going to publish it and not care what the reviews say in which that case that's even worse because now they're just pushing everyone to buy the game and worry about if it's good later and games are 60 goddamn dollars that's that's six trips to, to fucking mcdonald's that's that's like you have to look at it on a grand scale for how the consumer looks. And so mm. I think either way, Bethesda shooting themselves in the foot, they're just deciding left foot or right foot. And they need to kind of decide where they want to weigh in. Doom came out to be awesome and everyone really loved Doom. I had a great time with it. And it was a good time. But I don't know if there's if like this is going to work. Dishonored 2 is probably going to be awesome because I played Dishonored 2 several times, both at press events and, and privately uh behind closed doors with Bethesda and the company. And it was really, really awesome. But like Skyrim, I don't see a point because that game's already been out for fucking ever. Um, it, it's, it's Skyrim. I don't know what more they're going to do. It's, it's, it's high res Skyrim. Fudge it up. They, yeah, they, 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 they fudged could. up they the re-releases of Bioshock. Apparently. I mean, I'll weigh in also on a thing you said, Gerard, about, you know, people potentially thinking that, 
release, you know, only sending out review copies one day before is an indicator of a potential problem with the game. That was like all of the major journalists and reviewer people that I follow. That was them with Doom because Doom was like, yeah, we're only going to give review copies a day before. And like Total Biscuit and Jim Sterling and people like that were like, that sounds really suspect and yep. I don't it like the direction this is, is going a red in. flag. But yeah, then, but and then, then the <laughs> game and the game ended up coming out and being great. I mean, at least the single player did, but like and those people all like turn around and they're like, "Yeah, you know, it's good. Uh I can eat my words this time." But it's still extremely suspect. That's like walking around with a trench coat with a collar up and a fucking hat low over your face like you might just be a guy who likes that style but goddamn you look suspicious and this has been happening over the past year to to an alarming degree rise of the tomb raider wolfenstein the new order and um also shadows of mordor like released yeah. with with press media restrictions that made them look a lot more shady than they actually were and i have a feeling that it was really just the industry doing the math and calculating now finally that the negatives of of releasing to bad reviews are less worse than releasing to no reviews and now they just the industry as a whole it would not surprise me if they don't even want to take the risk anymore like this is a net negative for consumers but I would not be surprised if this is just the way the world's going to work from now on. And that makes me incredibly sad. I feel like I feel like someone who like is watching World War Two happening and, and the world going crazy, like loving fascism and anti-Semitism and then cities being atomic bombed to end it and just being like, well, that's the way the world's going to go from now on. Mm-hmm. Got to get used to it. I, 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 really I am dark. begrudgingly accepting the apocalyptic situation. <laughs> You know, of course, I exaggerate, but this is a negative for literally all consumers. Yeah, it's it's sucky. You know, um, there are certain game companies I work with that uh, sometimes they're just like, yo, here's a collection edition of the game three weeks early or here's this, this and this and go. We support you. We support you. And then some games are just like, hey, uh, we don't have any copies. Uh, here's one and uh, a day after launch. Um, just do do whatever you want, and you're just like, well, what's? Th- I don't need hmm. the collector's edition every time. I just, if you want me to cover it, or you want me to talk about it, I need it in advance. Yeah. Alone, if you want me to complete it, and uh, company is really bad with that. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know, this, uh, uh, re- it's reminds, weird. It's very weird. Reminds me of Battlefield One. Like Jim Sterling made a series of articles and videos about how he strongly suspects that he's actually blacklisted because he hasn't been able to get a review copy or establish communications over the game with EA. The wild card. And I have never reviewed any EA games whatsoever on the channel. And I put in a request on the October 7th and I just like have not heard anything back besides on October 8th. The guy was like, yeah, we'll keep you in touch. No guarantees, though. But ever since then, like <laughs> just during the weekend before launch, when early access customers were playing it fine, I was like, hey, how's the, how's the review request on launch day? I put in the same letter. And then like uh, yesterday I put in another letter and I've just like heard nothing. And I'm like, what did even I do? <laughs> yeah, you, you, like, cause you I, criticize I've, games. If you criticize games, then it, it it's like, Oh, Oh, we don't know. We don't know if we want to give this guy uh, a game that it might criticize <laughs> and people might not buy it. I've never even like criticized an EA game. I have. Well, you criticize video, other games. Uh, about you don't the Battlefield like fun, 3 campaign. So, you know, they're like, oh, got a black <laughs> And I made him. a very positive video about the Titanfall beta. <laughs> but, like, 
you could look through the channel. I don't know, but whatever. I must have done something because because <laughs> now I'm also feeling the squeeze on EA games, if not 2K. I got Civ, uh, Civilization Beyond Earth a, a few days early and I got Civ 6 on launch day. So like my well, situation's I, I, getting worse, too. I think, too, though, I think stuff like this going forward with like, you know, um, you know, when you've got. Uh, <sighs> OK, so I have fans all over the world, right? And I know that some fans that are fans of mine work for various game companies, both AAA and indie. And so uh, because I know those contacts and because I know those people, I can talk to them like real people and not worry about like a company kind of influence and say, hey, am I going to get this game? And they'll say yes or no. Um, and because audiences are, are, you know, the social media managers and people in those companies are so invested into the YouTube game and Twitch game that they basically are going to reserve those kind of slots for their favorite ones, essentially. Oh. I'm not saying this is how it works, but this is how I've experienced it a lot. And because I had those connections with those companies that I've nurtured for a long time, I'm more likely to get those copies versus companies who have never written back to me, who I've always wanted to work with. And I finally get the opportunity to work with them and I build that relationship and then that person leaves without telling me or or maybe they just change their policy and I start back at zero. I've been wanting to work with Sony for so goddamn long and I finally got my chance this year and they, you know, invited me to the E3 press conference for Sony and it was my first press conference ever and it was fucking awesome and I loved it. And then I was like, hey, man, like, you know, I'd love to work with you guys again and like silence. And so. You ha you have to take the kind of as a factor because obviously, how many of thousands of YouTubers out there and and Twitch uh, people out there that actually have followings they actually create content? There's a lot of people out there who make a lot of stuff, and there's only so many reserves available for each game per budget per person, and that kind of stuff tends to like mix and mash into preference based on what on on, on past relationships, and so I feel like that's kind of become a factor as well. Um, and I think you said it, you know, I think Matt, you just said it like kind of jokingly about George, but, um, you know, it's when the true. Konami stuff happened, when you made the Konami stuff last year, all of us were supportive of you and we still are. But as a company who looks at that, they might go, oh, like mm. maybe, maybe they see that and they go, oh shit. Like yeah. if the game is bad or we have a problem with it, this could lead to another Konami situation. Maybe, Obviously, it, was, that's maybe it was Konami that did it. <laughs> well, I, like that, even though I never reviewed an EA game, apparently I must have done something. The, well, the that, secret that's, game that... console meeting, they all stand in a coin and around tables. Like, no, we <laughs> Super Bunny Hop. No, yeah, that's, mm. that's obviously an extreme. But you know, but uh, as companies get wiser and use social media and and creep on forums and and try and see what the kids want in the from the games nowadays. <laughs> uh, they're going to probably do a little bit of homework and, and uh, you know, uh, that's definitely happened to me in the past. So mm -hmm. I, I, I yelled at Hyperkin about how much I hated their product and they uh, <laughs> refused to talk to me. <laughs> Cause and effect. Oh, oh you mean the, the, yeah. the, the stupid Retron thing? Dude, I have tried so hard to tell them how I was nice at first and I had a few meetings with them and they just were being rude to me during those meetings and they didn't uh -uh. realize how much my like my opinion meant. And so I just was like, well, you know, I'm just going to not like your product anymore. And so anytime anyone asks, I just say the Retron 5 is a piece of shit. Anyone who bought <laughs> you just build a Raspberry Pi if you want an emulator or you can do whatever you want on your own. But do not buy the Retro Duo. 
The Retro Duo is fine. Don't buy the Retron 5. It sucks. It sucks, everyone. <laughs> Don't buy the Retron 5. Sorry, I'm done. It, it's it's fine. And with that, though, we all have to be done. Because uh, <laughs> oh we've gone on for a while. Quite a long time. Um, um, it was a good long time. Yeah, yeah. A lot of, a lot of incendiary, <coughs> deep, meaty topics that... That we mm. really inserted ourselves into. Oh yeah! Very, very Speaking thoroughly. Speaking of inserting deep, meaty things into other things, uh, Matt, what you got in, in the works? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh. I like that segue towards me. Just the cold uh, call. Um, um, I'm, I'm, wor- I'm working on things for the channel. Fo- follow me on the YouTubes.com/slash Matt Visual slash. Um, that's it. That's that's, <laughs> that's pretty much. Don't don't and type I'm slash Visual. that's it into the into the URL. Don't do that. No, I, I, <laughs> I, I I don't know why I add slash. Even if they add slash at the end, it's good. They're, they're, yeah, but so just good. don't type slash that's it afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> that that would be a great web page though. Like <laughs> that one videogamer.com slash podcast slash that's it. Yeah. Yeah. What what about you guys? Uh, I got George has got it. George is Civ killing six, himself over Civ tomorrow. Civ six tomorrow. Hopefully, Battlefield one uh, next week. If I don't get the re copy tomorrow, I'm just gonna buy it and do it because I series I've always been interested in, games I've always liked, but that's not good enough. Uh, videos have always done well too, analytically speaking, but eh, who knows? Um, I'm also gonna do Owl Boy as per Jim Sterling's Ooh. recommendation. I got a I got a code for that in my email. Just unsolicited out of the blue. So that's that's a convenient way to, to distribute codes. Uh but yeah. Uh uh what about what about you, Gerard? And and what are, what are you gonna kill yourself over? Oh man, I got my Five Nights at Freddy's sister location video coming out in a couple of hours, which I'm nowhere near done with. Um mm. personal channel's been up and running, youtube.com slash Gerard Completionist. Uh I actually have a podcast there as well and it's not called the TOVG podcast but it's kind of close it's that one video galaxy podcast and it's actually about the office and uh the behind the scenes aspect of the completionist and kind of just like an in-depth look at like how we survive as a company um so if you like podcasts we'll be we'll be going I think uh next week we plan on going to to iTunes and all that fun stuff I have to figure all that stuff out soon um other than that, a game a week, man versus game, completionist and beard bros. That's that's what I do all the time. It, it, isn't weed legal over there in California? In, yeah, uh, kind of slash like, like maybe if, you're, if you yeah if you got a card out, you know. <laughs> Alex is roll, definitely roll recommending blunt. to help me out there. <laughs> <laughs> I got something it's, wrong with uh, my eyes. I got glaucoma. Yeah, and then we go in there. So it's legal in Portland. Yeah. Oh, it's you very, just very legal, legal in, in a Portland. Store and buy it. It's <laughs> not that I would know. <laughs> what are you talking about, <laughs> weed man? Yeah, exactly. That, that, Thank that you, weed man. <laughs> I'm just. Um, saying, remember how how funny I thought the 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 skylight pizza was? That's just because it was just that funny by itself. Of course. I mean, it was <laughs> fucking. Yeah. It had nothing to do with you being high. No, not yeah, at all. Yeah. What, oh, what does that when mean? When you said being high, Jimmy, off podcast, I didn't even think about cannabis. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about weed. But now I know. <laughs> Sorry, that was uh, off pod, off camera. Yeah, that, I was, that was off podcast and completely out of context. So people are probably going to be thinking that like 
when I was like, yeah, when I was super high. No, I was <laughs> saying I was telling Matt off podcast that weed is legal in Portland and there was a lot of people that were high. Just remember, kids, it's not bad if it's not against the law, right? Oh, God. Let's wow. we need to abort this like immediately. Let's get the fuck out of here. I'm jumping out the window. You we'll see you guys later. Sunder. Sunder CR. Gamer. Gamer. Sunder Gamer. Sunder Gamer. Go. Rest, rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> the bush.